The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus and the disciples crossed over the lake and came to the land at Gennesaret and moored the boat. When they got out of the boat, people at once recognized him and rushed about that whole region and began to bring the sick on mats to wherever they heard Jesus was. And wherever he went, into villages or cities or farms, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might touch even the fringe of his cloak, and all who touched it were healed. The Gospel of the Lord. Today we begin reading from the very important book, the first book of the Bible, and it addresses some of the very basic, most important questions that we have as human beings, and that is, who is God? Does God exist? Why do we exist? And what's the nature of evil? And how are we saved from evil? So I'll just go through a couple of points in that first reading where we hear in the beginning when God created the heavens and the earth. That word God in the Hebrew is Elohim. It's a plural form of God. And the church father saw immediately that although it could refer to just the majesty and the fullness of divinity of God, it also has a reference to his plurality. And especially since it was God who was speaking the world into existence and the word was spoken, and then the Holy Spirit hovered over the water. So we have the three right there in the beginning. So we have this intimation that God is a trinity in relationship. And that's even strengthened when we get to the part where God creates Adam and Eve in his image with intellect and will so that Adam and Eve can speak back to God. So God speaks them into existence. They can speak back to God which brings us to the reason we exist is for relationship. Relationship with our Creator. And the highest form of relationship is what you're doing right here. Prayer, being in the presence of God. This communication back and forth which happens at Mass. There's also the fact that this is a creation from nothing. Not a formation like all the other pagan accounts of how the gods were doing battle with each other, and out of the existing formation, they formed actually the universe in the violence. Here we have a very different story. God creates out of nothing. He's not part of creation. He's, he's super above it. And that's important because if God can create out of nothing the entire universe, and this is what David saw when he sinned so badly in Psalm 51, his great psalm of repentance, he says, recreate me, God. Put a steadfast spirit within me. David had that intimation. He sinned so badly with Bathsheba and then killing Uriah. That sin almost brought him into non-existence. It just emptied him out of existence himself. So he prays to God to recreate him and put a steadfast spirit within him. That is an amazing truth that even though we can so devastate ourselves by sin, God is willing to recreate us, spiritually speaking, in this fullness of grace, in communion with him by the sacrament of reconciliation. 
We also have in this first reading, God saying, let there be light. And there was light. That light shone in the darkness, because that's what existed. Darkness is deep. God said, let there be light. That's a reference, eventually, to the light of the Holy Spirit. And that's what St. John says in his opening prologue in his gospel. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness was not able to overcome it. That speaks powerfully to us as well, that we can get ourselves into such a state by sin that we can just plunge into darkness. And yet, there is no darkness that God can't shine his light there and bring us back into this wonderful relationship. Finally, we have the Spirit of God sweeping over the face of the waters. That's a reference to the Holy Spirit. And it's a beginning of the understanding of the Shekinah glory that is so important in salvation history. So we have many accounts in the Old Testament of how the Holy Spirit hovered over, for example, the tabernacle, where the Ark of the Covenant was, later the temple, on Mount Sinai, when God gave the law to Moses, there was that glory cloud. And the highlight of that was really with the Annunciation, where the angel Gabriel says, and this is an answer to Mary's question, how can this be, that I'll be the mother of God? The angel says, well, the Holy Spirit will overshadow you, and you will conceive and give birth to the Christ. That Shekinah glory cloud is so important in what we're doing right here, right now. In our baptism, the Holy Spirit overshadows us, indwells us. At the Mass, at the Epiclesis, when the priest prays over the elements of bread and wine, the Shekinah glory is right there. And that is what transforms bread and wine into the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ. And that Holy Spirit, through the consecrated body and blood now, indwells us. So now we become the Shekinah glory cloud that brings the light to those in darkness. And that's the great privilege of the sacraments. So there's such a unity to this opening creation account. God had this plan right from the beginning, that even though he knew Adam and Eve would fall, he had this great plan to bring the fullness of his creation, which is good, back into not just good, not just very good, but supremely good, which is why we call Friday, the death of Christ on the cross, Good Friday. So let's rejoice in the message we have today as we journey through the book of Genesis, at least up till the beginning of Lent, we rejoice in these great truths that are now part of us and live in us. Let us pray.